Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome on in to Grace for Your Journey. Glad that you're with us. If you're new, glad you've joined us. We're in the book of 1 Kings. Now, why 1 Kings? Because here's what we know about humanity. People slide away from the Lord. And if people slide away from the Lord, then churches can, then nations can, then civilizations can. And then we have a big problem. And First and Second Kings tells us the story about how the nation of Israel, so blessed by God, would eventually slide away. Now, the main fellow we're talking about here is a guy named Solomon. His father, David, was king. By this point in Solomon's life, David's died. Now, David left behind a few little loose ends that Solomon had to clean up. That came in the form of getting rid of some people in his newly formed cabinet, right? Some people had to be fired. Some people had to die. Some people had to be changed jobs. But he got all of that stuff done. And so now he's turned his focus on the worship of the Lord and thanking the Lord for establishing him. Solomon is speaking here. Establishing him as king. So in First, first Kings 3, let's pick it up and see what happens. Now Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David, his father, only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. So at the very beginning, we see a couple of things about Solomon. One, that he loved the Lord. Now, could that be said of you? I mean, really think about it. I mean, it might be said you're a good Bible student, uh, you're faithful to church, uh, you're a good husband, a good father, but can it be said of you, if someone was writing a brief two or three paragraph biography of your life, would somewhere in there, would it say, you love the Lord. And you know, that matters so much. Over in the book of Revelation, the Lord shows his anger toward a church at Laodicea because they were lukewarm and they'd forgotten their first love, them along with a couple of others. And so the Bible says this, it says, Solomon loved the Lord. He walked in the statutes of David, his father, but he sacrificed offerings at the high places. Again, the high places were very well-constructed altars and temples to foreign gods. And it was common for the people to be traveling around and see this high place, this very wealthy-looking um, building dedicated to God. And they would go in and they would offer a sacrifice. So even early on, Solomon was doing this. But look what happens. Now, the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was a great high place. That means something incredibly opulent, dedicated to another god. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. So he goes there, and he used to offer all these offerings to this foreign god. But some commentators believe that when he went this time, he had a change of heart. Because look at what happens. Now, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And this is what God said. Ask what I shall give you. Now, of all the questions I would like the Lord to ask, of all the promises I would like him to give me, heaven is most, right, most important, but this one would be great. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? Solomon gets a blank check. He can fill it out however he wants. God comes to him with this dream and says, okay, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you want. Just ask, what do you want? So Solomon said this, he said, you have shown your great and steadfast love to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept uh, for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. So Solomon begins by saying, Lord, I just want to thank you. You were faithful to my dad. You've been faithful to me. You fulfilled your promises. You are a covenant keeping God. I I just want to be thankful. So when you go to the Lord in prayer, all right, here it is. When you go to the Lord in prayer and God is saying, come to me, child, I love you. I'm your heavenly father. Uh, come to me. What do you start with? Do you start with a list of demands? Or do you start with a list of what you're just incredibly thankful for? 
And do you start with his attributes, just declaring the greatness of who God is? How do you start your prayer life? Solomon, given the blank check, could have asked for anything. That's very cool, by the way. Could have asked for anything. Just begins by saying, you know, Lord, it's all about you. In verse 7, he says, And now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king of the place of David, my father, although I am but a little child. Solomon was very young. Some people believe around 12. I do not know how to come out or go in. He's like, I don't know which way I'm going. I don't know which end is up. And he says, And your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. He's saying, look, you've not only that, I'm young. You've put me into a really big job, Lord. I mean, you placed me here. It was your idea, but this is a big job. Then he goes on, he says this, give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this, your great people? Now, another translation says, give your servant wisdom to do what is right. Solomon could have asked for anything, armies to protect his borders, wealth to buy off all the kings around him to protect his borders, uh, new weaponry so he could defeat anyone in battle because his dad was a warrior king and he had seen a lot of battles, right? He could have asked for anything, but he understood his mission. He understood his purpose. And he said, God, my purpose is to lead your people. So give me wisdom to lead your people. When you pray in a way that is consistent with God's purpose in your life, you get a yes. Next time, we're going to pick up right here and see what the Lord does, and you're going to be amazed. So pray well, pray hard, but pray based upon your purpose. And guess what? God's going to give you unbelievable grace for your journey. I promise you, you will. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that today, as we come before you often, and I pray we do often, that we will come seeking the gifts the anointing, the ability, and the resources to do exactly what you've called us to do. Help us to do that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, and I hope you'll be with us again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody, and we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.